Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Hello, everyone. This is Devin Thorpe for Your Mark on the World. Welcome to the show. We're excited today to have a special guest with us. We have Alpha Demolash, who is the CEO of Rising Tide Capital and the winner of one of the very prestigious uh, innovation awards from the Social Venture Network. Alpha, thank you very much for joining us and congratulations on your award. Thank you so much for having me, Devin. It's my pleasure and uh, such an honor to be uh, uh, among such incredible peers. Well, the, the other winners are remarkable individuals and certainly you are equal among them, but it is quite an honor. The people that have been recognized this year really are doing some amazing things, you chief among them. So tell us a little bit about what Rising Tide Capital does. Uh, sure. So Rising Tide Capital works in inner city communities uh, that are economically struggling to uh, help individuals start and grow successful businesses that can transform lives, uh, strengthen families, and create thriving communities. Now, tell us a little bit about the history of the organization. It's not that old. You certainly are not old. How did it come into being? Uh, well, about, uh, I guess, almost 10 years ago now, uh, my co-founder and I had discovered uh, Jersey City, New Jersey, a remarkable place uh, right across the river from New York City. Uh, lots of development and growth on one part of town, uh, uh, which faces New York City. And then you drive a little bit, not even three minutes, and you get to the other side of the tracks, and they're remarkable individuals with talents and gifts, and uh, mainly, chiefly, a, an entrepreneurial spirit to get involved in what's happening and the growth that they can see, but no way to necessarily connect to that. And so we really tried to figure out what could be going on. Initially, we thought it was about access to capital, that these entrepreneurs and creatives needed uh, uh, financial resources, but then realized fairly quickly within a couple of years of uh, volunteering and connecting these individuals that uh, what was needed was a really concerted effort for uh, business education, business management education, and as social capital and knowledge capital and access to financial capital that these three needed to be uh, very significantly invested in and um, focused on. Uh, so we looked around, we studied, uh, we talked to a lot of people, we did a lot of listening, and realized that while uh, you know, throughout this country's history there's been a, a concerted effort on economic development and community development that focuses on things like housing, health, education, that helping individuals to start and grow businesses, the entrepreneurial education piece, and the connecting people to resources uh, around business creation was not necessarily chief amongst the strategies that's been invested in. So Rising Tide Capital was born. Uh, we run a community business academy that focuses on adults that are trying to start and scale their businesses and then uh, connect them to one another and to the marketplace as well as to investors and financial resources from a range of partners. Give us a, just a, a quick profile of your typical entrepreneur that you're supporting. Uh, I get the sense that you're not talking about the typical Silicon Valley entrepreneur. This is something else. This is not Mark Zuckerberg. 
It's not Mark Segerberg, although I went to school with him, I will say that um, uh, it, it's uh, this typical entrepreneur in uh, Rising Tide Capital uh, looks more like my mom, uh, an entrepreneur who uh, is a mom uh, earning about $33,000 a year from uh, typically could be two to three jobs uh, that she's working. Uh, she is a single mom. She has two kids. And she's earning about $33,000 on average in an area where she needs $50,000 to basically keep food and uh, rent paid and uh, take care of her kids. And so uh, what we see is this very practical uh, commitment to say, you know, I'm not going to get another job. Uh, and uh, the only way that I can potentially build some assets and be able to uh, have uh, a future opportunity for economic mobility is to build my own business. And so they typically start out looking to meet the needs of their neighbors. My own mother, who's an immigrant, came to this country as a refugee uh, 10 years before she brought me to this country and realized very quickly that working in a low-wage job as a waitress was not going to connect her and reconnect her with me. And so. She started a business um, making dresses, and she started selling to her neighbors and friends, and her network grew, and she grew as an entrepreneur, and then was able to save meticulously over a course of 10 years to then buy my ticket, bring me here, educate me, and, and bring me to this mission space. So our typical entrepreneur is, is very different than Mark. Yeah. So your story hints at the why. The why you do this, but but connect the dots for us here, just in case we're being a little slow on the uptake. But it seems to me you have a real passion for this. Help us understand where that comes from. Uh, sure, I um, I think part of where my commitment to this uh, space uh, definitely, and my mom was a, a huge and exemplary. Uh, person in my life, and uh, you know, when I came to this country, I thought, you know, this was the land of milk and honey, and uh, you know that I was going to move into the mansion and sit poolside and ponder my uh, American dream. Uh, but I realized very quickly uh, that that's not the case, and uh, like many, many millions of others, uh, my mom was working around the clock uh, to try and put food on the table and make sure that she. Uh, setting a path for, for me. Um, and what I recognized was her individual initiative taking. And when I uh, eventually got into college, I thought, hey, mom, you know, why don't you go and access these resources that you know, are around business planning and so on and so forth to scale your business? And she felt very much like she didn't belong in those circles, that she needed to have an MBA, that she needed perhaps even an accounting degree and a range of other educational credentials in order for her to be considered a business owner, an entrepreneur, a contributor to her economy and to her community. Uh, and I thought that was strange. And so even though I would you know, get on my computer and look at this plethora of resources that are popping up all the time, new technologies, and et cetera. They just didn't speak to her. And so there was a sense that um, you know, ultimately in my own studies and in my own connections to uh, local communities around me, that the only way to break the cycle of poverty that is uh, afflicting so many communities is to really invest in the entrepreneurial energy and talent that already exists in those communities. Uh, I mean, these are systemic issues, but when you boil down to the root, 
you have to look at the fact that one of the critical keys that have to simultaneously turn alongside of things like education and investments in health and housing and so on is investing in this entrepreneurial energy so there could be income generation, there could be the structures in the form of businesses that can actually be, become formalized and be able to contribute to the tax base of their local community and ultimately the only place where the job creation in this country is going to happen. And I saw what my mom was doing, I thought more of it should happen and I thought it was a tragedy that uh, there could be so many resources for entrepreneurs but the vast majority of those who are working in low-income communities don't feel like those resources are in any way relevant to them or connected to them. So it's a matter of translating uh, and it's a matter of uh, you know being a, um, a listener first and foremost and meeting people and communities where they are at and that's what I think we've been doing at Rising Tide Capital and it seems to be getting, gaining some traction so we're excited. Give us a, an example, if you can, of some of your successes. You've been at this long enough to be able to mark a few wins. Tell us a little bit about those. Uh, sure. Um, so we are at, uh, now at Rising Tide Capital at a point where uh, at the end of this year we'll graduate um, over a thousand entrepreneurs in uh, Jersey City and the surrounding inner city communities. Uh, Part of our uh, aspiration and our theory of change per se is if we invest in a concentrated fashion in a low-income area um, and invest in that entrepreneurial energy that we can change the story, that the story would no longer be about the one or two percent of individuals who tipped the narrative for that community to be one of crime and drugs and uh, really hopelessness to that of creativity, innovation, a place where people want to be, people want to invest and I think chief amongst the, uh, you know, the stakeholders that are critical are the residents and people who live there and who want to invest in those communities. And so we are seeing that with our uh, thousand plus entrepreneurs, uh, definitely the ripple effect is remarkable. We see our entrepreneurs collaborating together. We see them creating something out of seemingly nothing. Uh, we uh, see the ways in which they're taking leadership positions within their communities. And I'll tell you a story that really touched me and let me know that we are on target with our mission and vision here, which is you know, sitting in an audience on a sustainability. I, I'm a, one of the panelists at a conference in Newark just recently, and an, a rising tide entrepreneur was in the audience. And this gentleman was a custodian at a high school where we hold our classes in evenings and, and weekends. And he would look in and watch these adults who are gleeful and joyful as they're learning about business and they're playing games with one another never experienced a classroom setting like that. So he applied, he got accepted, um, and then ended up starting a medical uh, supplies and uh, uh, equipment repair business. And so then fast forward to this conference and I'm sitting there next to a college professor who had actually innovated on a, a technology project that uh, processes food waste and this gentleman is talking about his important innovation and I see a hand go up and there, uh, there was Simon standing up wearing his suit looking remarkable and he said, you know, introduced himself, CEO of uh, this company that does uh, medical supplies and equipment and he said, you know, I know what you're talking about on this sustain sustainability innovation is not directly related to my business but I am a rising tide entrepreneur. I want to know how I can help you expand your innovation so that it can make a better impact on communities like mine. 
and then I knew that some the wheels were turning. And if we can get a thousand more people like that who are going to say, I'm a rising tide entrepreneur and that means something different. It's not just about my bottom line, it's not just about my family, it's not about just generating revenue for my business, but I want to get involved in the ideas and visions of others around me because it's going to take all of us. So they're, they're the people who are saying, sign me up, I'm in. How do I do this? How can I help? And that's really the way we are uh, looking at success at Rising Tide. That's very inspiring, Alpha. I, it reminds me, going back to your comment about going to school with Mark Zuckerberg, that, that you, uh, unlike Mark, graduated from Harvard. Uh, congratulations on that. Now, you've been recognized not only by the Social Venture Network, but a, a remarkable number of other people, including the White House. Tell us a little bit about your experience with the White House. Uh, well, it was a, a remarkable moment, one of those uh, times when you kind of say, well, what are the chances? You know, here we are working uh, nose to the grinder, so to speak, and uh, we were fortunate enough to have been selected as CNN heroes. It happened to be the same day that um, uh, it was supposed to air on the same day as uh, when Farrah Fawcett and Michael Jackson unfortunately passed away. So we had not counted to get any coverage. They told us they won't, you know, be airing. So we're back, you know, at, at our work, uh, having dismissed our volunteers who were there to answer the phones from CNN. And uh, lo and behold, uh, the White House was uh, Facebooking us, trying to get a hold of us because uh, they'd seen the video and were really inspired and wanted to learn more. Uh, in a matter of a couple of days, the president had uh, expressed the desire to talk about our mission because he felt like this was critically needed and important for other uh, urban communities and other communities across the country, period, that we were not going to create the jobs of the future by uh, purely trying to attract businesses and corporations from one territory or another locality to somewhere else, uh, that our policies need to change, our vision needs to change, and we need to re-inspire our people to think that uh, we can create companies and the mom and pops are just as important as our you know, superstar Google uh, entrepreneurs who are, you know, scaling different kinds of businesses. We need everybody. This isn't an either or, but this is an end situation. So I was thrilled that he decided to talk about this mission while he was making a speech on uh, Iraq food withdrawals, a very important subject matter. I think he did that intentionally in the hopes of, you know, capturing the media's attention uh, and uh, seeing if he can uh, throw some wind behind our, uh, our initiative and uh, it's been uh, wonderful and remarkable to have that kind of recognition. I think uh, we need uh, more leaders around the world to really take a look at initiatives that are you know, adding to the entrepreneurial firepower, to the social entrepreneurial firepower of their communities and invest in them. Well, Alpha, you, you are just a delight. It's been wonderful to meet you. Your work is amazing. Before you go, I wonder if you would take just a minute and tell people how they can connect with you and tell us too who should connect with you, and then and then how? Certainly. Thank you, uh, Devin, and I want to uh, applaud you also for what you do and for your commitment and vision. I'm really excited to be part of your universe as well, and uh, uh, wish you the best of luck. And for anyone who's interested in connecting with us, uh, we're looking for uh, volunteers, investors, people who really care about advising entrepreneurs or who may have opportunities for some of our entrepreneurs who are featured on our uh, website, risingtidecapital.org, is where they can find us. Uh, they can also like us on social media. 
nowadays Twitter and Facebook are important places where you can express uh, your support of initiatives like this and it adds to the credibility of uh, the, these kinds of work. So uh, they can go on Facebook and find us at risingtide.org uh, on Facebook as well as on Twitter at risingtide.org. Uh, we can uh, certainly uh, use more followers, uh, advisors and contributors. Uh, Every time someone donates, uh, they're enabling uh, a remarkable entrepreneur like Simon to be able to get a full scholarship. People go to our community business academy and then are going through a personalized coaching and access to resource uh, opportunity for uh, many, many years. Uh, we follow our entrepreneurs over the long term and uh, we're excited by uh, the impact they're making on their community. So we hope people will put their dollars and their good works and their advice uh, to work. Fantastic. Alpha, thank you very, very much for joining us and we wish you all the continued success in the world. Thanks so much, Devin. Best of luck with what you're doing and I'll, I'll be following you. Well, thank you. Thanks. Let's do some good. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devinthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devon hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devon is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com.